up? Welcome back, my beautiful people. This is the Okay So What Now podcast, and I'm your host, KJ. Welcome to life after growing up, moving on, and letting go. Can you guys believe there's only one week left in January? I mean, like, what the hell? Didn't we just celebrate New Year's Eve? It's crazy. Seriously, though, I remember someone telling me ages ago, and I can't remember who told me this, but somebody told me that time goes by quicker the older you get. And I am seriously beginning to believe that this is 100% accurate. And I got to tell you, I am not a fan. Not a fan. I feel like I never have enough time in the day. I could always use like an extra six hours just to sleep, just to sleep. Anyway, I am in California this week. I actually arrived at LAX yesterday. I am here for work this entire week. Luckily, lucky for me and lucky for LA, I'm not staying in LA County. Thankfully, no offense, way too many restrictions. Just way too many restrictions. And I got to tell you, whatever, whatever side of the fence you're on, I personally, I personally will not support any business that requires anyone to have a vaccination card. That's just my own personal opinion. I'm not here to make this political or whatnot, but I just wanted to put that out there. Anyway, this week we are going to be talking about leadership. That's right. We are going to talk about leadership in different areas and aspects of leadership. But we're going to start off a new format and new series. Um, and the first chapter of the series is going to be uh, top five leadership skills that you should be focusing on, should be working on. Um, we're going to kind of dive into what it's like for someone who's been promoted into their first leadership role. We're going to talk about developing your team. We're going to talk about mentoring. We're also going to talk about trust. And then we're going to talk about ownership. Ownership is huge. Um, so before we get started, though, I am actually staying uh, in this uh, area of California called Chino Hills. And um, I've been driving around, not like really driving around, but driving from point A to point B where I need to get to. And um, I'm just fascinated with how many like homes there actually are in this location and kind of reading and just looking at some of the properties for sale. And uh, it is mind blowing how expensive it is out here on this side of the country, um, especially in this area. I mean, I get it. It's California. You've got warm weather. You're, you're in an area that you can travel pretty easily and, you know, you go up north, you can end up in Northern California, up into the wine country. Then you go and you keep going, you can end up in Portland. I mean, you're in a cool part of the country. I understand that. However, the prices for a starter home in this area is insane. Um, I'm actually uh, 
on Zillow right now checking out some of the homes that are for sale. And um, the first home that I pulled up is a four-bedroom, three, four-bedroom, three-bath, 2,392 square feet. It is available, or at least they're asking for $899,000. Um, I didn't really dive into what they are offering, but um, I'm really picky about the kitchen. <laughs> um, especially because I guess when I am home, a lot of my time is spent in the kitchen. Um, they have a really gorgeous... Um, stovetop gas range it's gorgeous um but man I mean I'm so I really like that modern sleek look in the kitchen um I do not like cupboards to have any grooves any decorations I want it as smooth as possible because it is so hard to clean anything that has embellishments crazy crevices and raised ledges it's just insane so if it's just nice and smooth it's super easy to clean um but yeah chino hills um i guess it's you know you're close enough to la so i get it it's just not my cup of tea like i said um anyway i actually um ordered some dinner um I become a DoorDash fanatic, especially when I travel. Um, I spend really long hours, especially when I travel, uh, working because not only do I do the work that I do while I'm traveling, but I also have to do the normal work that I would do if I was back home. So I feel like my days, like I said, I need more time because my work hours seem to extend. Um, so, I actually, I'm super stoked. I ordered from this place called Ahi Hawaiian Barbecue. Um, yes, every time I come out to the West Coast, I uh, will try to get Hawaiian food. Um, I googled them. <laughs> I googled Ahi Hawaiian Barbecue. They have a rating of 4.6 on Google. Um, so, we'll see. Uh, I had L&L last week when I was in Northern California. Um, so I try to try, I, I try to try. Oh, brad, a pigeon coming out right now, huh? All right. Well, my food was dropped off by my door dasher. Um, I gotta say, considering this place, this area, California is so massive. Um, I don't have to wait that long for my door dash. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but before we get started with today's episode, um, I just want to say that the topic today is, uh, leadership and the top five skills that I'm going to be talking about are based off of my own experience and based off of my trajectory, um, in becoming a leader and being a leader of a team and a people leader. So I'm not taking this from any book or from any document. Um, this is just from me, from my, what I have gone through, how I lead my team and what works for me. 
I thought that it would be beneficial. Anyway, with that being said, let's get started with episode three. Let's talk leadership. Let's go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be talking about the top five leadership skills today. Before we get started, I just wanted to read a quote here. Um, I was fascinated with this quote years ago, and I still enjoy it to this day. Um, Admiral Grace Hopper. Um, one of the best quotes ever. You manage things, you lead people. Just let that sink in for a minute. Before I get started with going over what I believe the top five things to be, um, I just want to preface this by saying, I don't think people realize the impact that you have on an individual's career personal life, or even mental health, to be honest with you. As a leader, your responsibility is to not only lead your team, but to lead each individual on their own personal journey as far as their work is concerned, their career, their job. Like the impact that you have on that moment is life-changing, literally life-changing. It can either go down a very amazing, beautiful path that has a speed bump here and there. Sometimes you might hit a, uh, a pothole. Um, but as a leader, we call ourselves servant leaders um, because the focus as a leader, someone who leads an individual, leads a team, leads an area of the business. In all honesty, um, I think Elon Musk says it. He's not the genius behind everything. What he does is he hires the geniuses to bring his visions to life. And in the world of leadership and being someone who leads people, I think you have to really have that same mentality every day. So with that being said, I'm going to get started here. Um, again, these are t the top five leadership skills in my personal journey that I have tried to develop um, myself, obviously. Um, but uh, number five, training. Your team needs training that is consistent, updated, and engaging. Most companies have a training team or a department that handles this area. However, as a leader, you need to ensure that each individual that has been onboarded has completed the tasks assigned while in training. Not only does this allow for you, 
let me rephrase that. Not only does this allow for your trainers or your leads or your um, senior team members, not only does it provide you, not only do they get the opportunity to provide you feedback, but you also have the opportunity to deep dive on a personal level with each individual on your team. So being able to provide that live feedback, whether it's with the individual themselves and then from another perspective on the person that's been training them. Very important to have that. Um, number four is going to be ownership. Um, ownership kind of ties in with everything else from here on out. As a leader, you need to give your team the space to do their job. And the only way any of us truly learn is by failing. I mean, like literally failing. Um, in my former life, uh, when I worked for a, a very, very massive company, um, one of the largest companies in the world, I was leading a team of 150 plus people and it was very challenging. And I'm not going to lie, I feel like I failed on a daily basis. <laughs> um, but everybody is going to fail. It's not always going to be perfect and it's not always going to be easy peasy or peachy keen jelly bean. It's not going to be that way. But when you allow members of your team to own a special project, take on extra work, or even step up to become a mentor for new team members, somebody who wants to develop themselves personally, you're giving them the opportunity to step up and take complete ownership. And this is the first step. This is the first step sometimes um, for both of you learning to trust each other. And trust is actually number three on my list here. Um, and I got to be honest with you, the days of micromanaging are totally, completely over. We're in such a different uh, world these days, especially now, especially when um, a lot of companies have switched over to working remote. I personally am currently working. Um, well, I work remote a lot because I travel a lot, but when I'm back home in Florida, um, I'm actually working a hybrid schedule. So I do work 50% home and 50% remote. So trust, trust is a two-way street. When we hire and onboard team members, we brought them on for a specific reason. We knew that they were going to bring some added value to the team. And we knew when we brought them on board that they're probably smarter than us. They could do better pivot tables or make better graphs. We knew that they had something that we wanted. And when we bring them on board, we need to allow them the freedom to get the job done. It's really that simple. It is our responsibility as leaders to praise their successes and to be there if and when they fail. Because like I said, we all fail. But trust is a two-way street. We 
I think that a lot of people, and I think it's just human nature, but as leaders, you have to let, you have to let go of trying to control every moment in time. Um, with that being said, number two, recognize your top performers. This is a big one. This is huge. Um, there's nothing more toxic than taking all the praise for what your team has accomplished, for what your team has done, what your team has built. There is nothing more disheartening than taking the praise for that. So as a leader, as a true leader of people, you should recognize your top performers. Let your team know that they are valued. If you let your team know that they are valued, the results are going to continue to come without question. I'm telling you, people stay because of leaders. And it's very true, very true. You recognize your greatest assets, the people who put in the work and be grateful for those that show up and crush it every day. Recognition goes a long way. Now, um, for me, number one, number one, the biggest one is development. You should be developing your team, preparing them for next steps. Obviously, you know, sometimes, um, it's kind of painful to think about losing your top performers and the team that you've built. You know, it, it, it makes me sad when I think about my team today, um, where I work and the team that I have. Um, I can't imagine, you know, really not having them, but that does not prevent me from trying to develop them. Um, and, one thing that um, I think is super important is that developing leaders kind of ties in with doing um, weekly check-ins or what we call one-on-ones. Um, one-on-ones are a great way to kind of have that open dialogue with your team members to find out what it is that they need to help them move into a new role. So it's very easy um, for you to continue to build that trust with your, with your team as long as you have that open dialogue. So as I was uh, mentioning, you know, I used to work for one of the largest companies in the world um, and on a particular shift, I had a very high-level director uh, shadow me during um, morning dispatch operations, and um, I don't. There's no way for me to really describe how challenging this shift, this job, was. So challenging. Um, so many people that you're responsible for, not only. Um, on the floor, um, but additionally, you had a lot of drivers coming in and moving vehicles. It was just a lot of stuff happening, a lot of responsibility. And um, during his critique, 
he stated to me that I had an amazing team. He also mentioned that everybody loved me and I engaged with every single employee that crossed my path. However, he stopped me as we were walking through the building and uh, something that I'll never forget. And he said to me, Kimberly, you have good people, a great team, but you are too hands-on. And he proceeded to ask me if my team could do what I do when I'm not there. And quite honestly, I couldn't even answer him. I was shocked and I was a little bit, you know, like insulted. Um, and he looked at me and he said, Kimberly, you're a good leader, but a great leader has developed their team so well that they can do what you do. It shows that you challenge them to step up and take ownership. So like how I mentioned earlier, ownership and then everything after that kind of falls in place. Um, so developing your team also gives them the opportunity to step into a role that gives them more ownership. Now, what I'm saying here is as a leader, that moment in time, I'm not going to lie, it hurt my feelings <laughs> because when he said that I was a good leader, but a great leader does this, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit hurt. But from that moment on, I literally changed my mindset and my goals as a leader changed. And I personally, even as leaders, we need to learn how to let go of that control, like how I mentioned. But since that moment in time, I have been determined to inspire and develop as many leaders as I possibly can. And that is what a servant leader is. A servant leader is someone who really uplifts the team and uh, has empathy and really focuses on uh, driving the successes of each individual and the team as a whole. Um, with that being said, again, uh, let's recap real quick. Top five leadership skills. Number five, we started with training. Number four was ownership. Number three was trust. Number two was recognizing top performers. And number one, develop leaders. I just want to reiterate um, how I started this episode um, with the thought that being a leader is is a huge responsibility because you really do you really do have a huge impact on somebody's life, um, whether you're their best leader, you're their worst leader, you have the opportunity to make an impact on someone's career, an impact on the way they become leaders um, the way they manage their home. I just want you to understand that taking on the role of a leadership 
is a responsibility that shouldn't be taken lightly. So with that being said, keep keeping on, develop yourself, keep creating and developing great teams. And remember that it's a two-way street and for your own personal development, keep practicing on these skills and it'll all fall into place. That wraps up episode three. I want to thank all of our wonderful listeners. Please be sure to join us next week as new episodes are posted every Tuesday. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a great review on your preferred podcast platform. Okay, so what now podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at okay, so what now Podcast, And if you want access to bonus content, please subscribe at OKSoWhatNow.com. Okay, my beautiful goddesses and warriors, until next time, aloha. We keep moving.